Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World with the Carries on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the desert, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. To participate in the program, call us at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or check in anytime online at RudyMaxa.com or follow us on Facebook or Instagram at RM World Travel. And now, welcome to America's number one travel radio show, Rudy Max's World with the Carries. Welcome aboard, everybody. This is your RM World Travel Connection. And from coast to coast, border to border, and up into Canada, thanks for tuning in today. I'm Robert Carey. Hello, and I'm Mary Carey. And we thank you for joining us today as we talk anything and everything in the world of travel. Before we get the show really rolling today, we need to welcome the third part of the travel trio, Rudy Maxa, who's over in London. Hey, Rudy. How are you doing over in London? Well, things are fine. You know, uh, Brexit is the nonstop topic here. But there's something else that's really worrying Londoners, at least, because rush hour here in the tube is always a crazy time. But regular commuters know exactly where to stand for the right door in their train. They'll get them a seat, maybe, and will deposit them at their destination at just the right place on the platform so they can get out quickly. Now the tube folks are helpfully putting down green flooring on platforms to indicate where the door in a train will open when it pulls into a station. And locals are very cranky for one reason. Now tourists know their game. They can tell exactly where to stand, too. And this messes up the whole system for Londoners. They, uh, they, they like the tourists spread out all over the platform not knowing anything. Well, and, and I always like mind the gap, right? Mind the gap. Right, we're still minding the gap. That's true. Actually, mind it's very gap. important. All right, so, you know, Rudy, from our back and forth during the week, exactly how orange did the night sky get from those Sahara winds being pulled up by Hurricane Ophelia? Well, it was a day sky. It was earlier this week, and it was, it was around midday, and the skies over London turned this eerie orange. And my daughter came home and said, see the dust storm, Dad? And I said, what, what is that? Well, it's fine particles of sand in the air from the Sahara Desert that were blown in from this unusual hurricane that hit Scotland and Ireland, as well as smoke from forest fires in Portugal. These fires are quite serious. More than three dozen people have died in these fires. Um, and so this happens apparently several times a year in London, where the dust from the Sahara blankets the city and people's cars and so on. Anyway, by evening, London sky had clear, but my daughter, who lives here, uh, swears she could still detect sand in the air the next day. So it does happen several times a year. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. But, uh, but not, not quite as, I think, the fires and the hurricane. I mean, this was, oh, it was weird. Yeah, I saw some of the photos. They were stunning, very eerie looking. Um, mm -hmm. So, Rudy, you briefly just touched on it, um, but what's the buzz uh, with the locals going on uh, regarding Brexit these days? Well, you know, this is going to take a while, but uh, mm -hmm. folks who live here this year, folks who live here, excuse me, from other European Union countries who've been living here openly, because under the EU scheme, people can go back and forth, as they call everything here scheme, We that has a bad connotation for us. Under the EU plan, people from participating European countries can come here freely and work and vice versa. Anyway, the uh, Prime Minister Theresa May pr promised this week that anybody who's living here from other European Union countries, no matter what kind of deal is eventually cut for Britain's exit from the EU, those folks will be permitted to stay here. Um, other than that, as I said, it's going to be a process that will stretch on for a couple of years. Not a pretty thing to watch. Each side blames the other for making outrageous demands about every third or fourth day. It's going to go on for a long time. We will be resolved. talking Brexit for quite a long time. There's no yep. question about that. So, all right, before we get married to the show rundown, mm -hmm. I want to alert everybody that our October check-in newsletter was distributed this week. And if you're not on the list, I think we've got about 4,000, 5,000 people right now that are on that. 
Uh, just sign up under newsletter on our website at RM World Travel. I also have the results of our current travel polls that we want to share. New travel polls will be going up this week at rmworldtravel.com, but here are the results from our current ones. Uh, the first question is, how do you capture your best travel photos? And the results are, keep the lens clean, 41%, turn off the flash, 25%, fill the frame, I know, Rudy, you like to do that, 20%, oh, yeah. uh, shoot at a low ISO, 13%, and get on the same plane as your sub subject or object, 1%. So since Mary and Rudy, you are the photographers in the travel trio, you know, <laughs> what, what do you two like to do? I love taking photos. Well, I do love to get locals in my photos when I can, uh, when I travel, but I also like to use what photographers call the golden hours. Um, if you can get up early and try and get some great photos during sunrise, and then conversely as well at sunset. Um, and I think you really got the best light. It's really tough to get great photos when it's super sunny in the middle of the day. You have to look at your lighting. What about you, Rudy? Excellent ideas. I, I always tell people, people, you don't shoot into the sun, rarely. Right. Uh, always know where your light is coming from and put it behind you. And realize the limitations of that flash, whether you're using a single-lens reflex, single reflex camera or your smartphone. You can't shoot a picture of night of Buckingham Palace and expect your flash to illuminate the entire building. And if you're shooting with a digital device, take too many shots of what you're looking at. If you really love this shot, take a lot because they're free. You choose the best and uh, get rid of the rest. And, of course, fill the frame. People are afraid to get up close, especially if you're shooting. You mentioned shooting locals, Mary. Yeah. Get up. If, if it's an interesting face you want, get up and fill the frame with that face. I mean, right. if you've asked permission of the subject to shoot, do it. Get up close. Don't stand six feet back and shoot them. Right, exactly. Uh, almost all amateurs stand way too far back from the subject they want to capture. So, Rudy, just briefly, we've traveled with you, and I can vouch for the fact that one of us, one of us, I'm looking at him right now, uh, tends to take photos with the sun in the wrong direction. And <laughs> Listen, don't make how many times, Rudy, have you said when we're traveling together, the sun, the sun to Robert? Or Rudy's like, fill the frame. <laughs> yeah. yeah, fill, yeah I can hear you saying all my it. Friends, fill the frame. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. <laughs> all right. So they give the results of the second question. Uh, that that was the question we were asking is, what would you do with Mandalay Bay room 32135? And I saw in the news yesterday that MGM said that they will not be renting that suite going forward, uh, but what they'll do with the room still remains undecided. Here's what all of you who voted suggested. 36% uh, of you said gut, refurbish, and renumber the room. 35% of you said seal doors forever, remove from inventory. Transform into a storage space or boardroom or other, 16%. Fix the windows immediately, 11%. That actually was done about a week ago or so, I believe. Or create an area for families who lost loved ones to visit, 2%. So, again, I'd love to know what you two think, what you should do. Well, I did see yesterday, I think it was yesterday, was this week that they did come out and say that they're not going to uh, be using that room going forward. Right. Um, which I agree with. That's how I feel. Really? Well, I think, you know, in five years, people won't remember that room number, but I'd simply change the room number. I mean, hotels all over the world exist without a 13th floor, you know, in the elevator button. So they, if they can lose a floor, they can lose a number on one suite. All right. So, Mary, what do we got coming up in our Hopper for Hour 1? All right. In our showcase segment today, Jeff Corwin returns to the program to discuss Season 2 of Ocean Treks and his travel adventures around the world. In Segment 3, we'll hear a perspective on how solo travel benefits overall well-being, as blogger Tam Warner-Mitten weighs in. We will answer some of your emails in Segment 4, and towards the end of the hour, author David Downey will be here to discuss his new book, A Taste of Paris, A History of the Parisian Love Affair with Food. And in Hour 2, we will take you to the rebel rally that's about to conclude later today so we certainly hope you will stay with us for both hours and i don't know rudy you have a new story We're you're gonna have to be Ooh, quick in about 45 seconds here. well there's gonna be a new hotel in london it's the u.s embassy the u.s embassy in london is about to move to new quarters the giant property will be turned into a hotel by the luxury luxury lodging group called rosewood 
Uh, that embassy was designed by Starkitect, a star architect, Eero Serenin in the 50s, the same designer who did the Gateway Arch in St. Louis and the TWA terminal at JFK Airport in New York, which, by the way, is also being turned into a hotel. The former TWA terminal is scheduled to open in 2018, more than 500 rooms, but its name or whether it'll be associated with a national or international company has not yet been decided. Quick reminder, we invite you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at RM World Travel. Up next, Jeff Corwin checks in to talk about his new show, Ocean Treks, on ABC TV and tell you something about his travel adventures around the globe. We'll be right back. To join Rudy, Robert, and Mary, call 800-387-8025 or follow them on Facebook or Instagram at RM World Travel. We're coming right back. Ama Waterways River Cruises are all about ensuring you enjoy the destinations as well as the journey itself. Immerse in local cultures and sites and enjoy luxury accommodations as you travel from one stunning city to the next. Every Ama Waterways River Cruise includes small group tours and excursions in every port of call, plus all your meals and fine wines and beer with lunch and dinner. You'll get free Wi-Fi and bicycles to explore on your own or join guided bike tours of charming towns. Discover Europe, Asia, and Africa with the best at amawaterways.com or rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. You've heard us talking for several years about Dollar Shave Club's razors, but did you know they offer so much more? Everything for your hair, face, skin, and shower delivered right to you. And now you can try it all. Get their first month starter set, which includes travel size shave butter, body cleanser, wipes, and a month of their best razors for just five bucks. After that, replacement cartridges ship for just a few a month. Get your starter set for $5 exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com slash Rudy, dollarshaveclub.com slash Rudy, or find a link at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. Switching to a Casper mattress is a no-brainer. It's a high-quality mattress at a more affordable price, and you'll sleep cool and comfortable every night. Casper mattresses ship for free in a small box, and you can try a mattress for 100 nights risk-free. Don't love it? They'll come pick it up and refund you everything. Put Casper to the test in your own home for 100 nights. Get $50 towards the purchase of your mattress by using promo code Rudy at Casper.com. That's promo code Rudy at Casper.com or rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. Terms and conditions apply. Sooner or later, your car will break down. If it happens after the manufacturer's warranty expires, something like a new engine could cost you over $5,000. That's why we suggest getting extended coverage from carshield.com. They make the process easy. You select your favorite mechanic or get the work done at a dealership and Carshield does the rest by paying them directly. Call 800-CAR-6100 and mention code Rudy or carshield.com and use code Rudy to save 10%. For info, go to rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. A deductible may apply. Rudy, Robert, and Mary call anytime at 800-387-8025. Follow the program on Facebook or Instagram at RM World Travel. Now back to America's number one travel radio show. Welcome back for the showcase segment this week, folks. Robert and Mary coming to you live from our New York area studio on this third weekend of October. Thanks for being here with us today. Before we're joined by Jeff Corwin, we want to share that today's program is made possible by Seabourn Cruise Line and with their unmatched sense of style, elegance, and grace. 
embrace, seaborne ships beckon you to travel beyond the bounds of the imagination. It's the world on your terms, and you'll clearly feel that you're a member of an exclusive club as you enjoy a sophisticated and luxurious journey like no other. Seaborne ships offer all suite accommodations, their signature water sports and marina. They've got an open bar policy serving premium wine, champagne, and spirits, and renowned menus. With packages and destinations available around the globe, visit Seaborne.com today to learn more about booking your travel or find a link at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. Well, it was just about a year ago, actually it'll be a year next week to be exact, that we last connected with our next guest for today's showcase segment, Jeff Corwin. Many of you out there likely know Jeff from the Jeff Corwin Experience and Corwin Quest on Animal Planets, but these days he also hosts Ocean Treks, a show that can be seen on ABC TV stations around the country on Saturday mornings. On the program, Jeff can be seen cruising the world to an array of destinations as he ventures out to explore Earth's natural wonders and has a lot of fun along the way. Here to share an update and some of his latest adventures with us is Jeff Corwin. So, Jeff, as Mary just mentioned, it was basically a year ago that we were discussing ocean treks with you, and now you're back for season two. You've won some telly awards during that period, so congratulations and welcome back. Thank you. I want to start off with talking to you about your thoughts and experiences aboard all of these different cruise ships that you've been on. You've been able to get a feel for a number of the Carnival Corporation brands. You know, have they exceeded your expectations? Do you have any other, any favorite ships out there? Well, they're all incredibly diverse, and they are targeted for specific markets, which is interesting. And we try to cross-pollinate on a number of different brands within the Carnival organization. Because it's our vehicle to get from point A to point B for the series. And it's incredibly diverse. Uh, you can be on, on a ship uh, like Holland America and, you know, very sort of refined feel to it. Sure. Um, and you can go on a more artisanal brand. You can be on the Carnival brand, which is very sort of family and sort of has a kind of an all-American feel to its approach. And you have a sort of, you know, you have the Princess line, which has its own take on adventures. So um, I have found them all to be very nice. I've enjoyed them. I think for someone who is cruising, who is looking to go for an adventure, I think what's great about that experience is that all your husbandry needs are met. Your food is met, your bed is taken care of, your travel, your, you know, a lot of the minutia and complexities involved with travel those needs are taken care of yeah. so you can focus one all, all self-contained I mean, it's right there right. on the journey exactly right. all right so jeff let's talk a little bit about ocean tracks it is season two um curious i know you can't give a lot away and, and give away all the secrets right now is season two kind of a continuation of what we saw in season one or are you doing some things differently for this season well, as with any series that I've done, and I would say most people that present or act in series mm -hmm. would tell you, you want your series to evolve. Audiences have expectations that the series will grow and the audience will grow with the series. So uh, our basic mantra of a series very much has stayed in, in play. You know, we have this focal point where it's kind of a trifecta. It's culture, nature, adventure. That's the, the, the heartbeat to the series. And whenever we go to a place, whether it's Alaska or whether it's Venice, Italy, that's what we're thinking about. Um, we have tried to up the adventure to take it to a different level, both professionally and personally, to have that challenge. So uh, we've made things simpler 
in production. Okay. Uh, that's just kind of like behind the curtains way we do of how we make the show, which we've refined it a bit because it's a very taxing process to make this series. And so, and we want to really push our audience to go to these places and have, as I always say, explore the world and find the adventure of a lifetime. And I want to kind of give you the palette and the paint and the canvas, mm -hmm. and then you kind of be the artist in how you would want to construct and, and, and paint your own for their version own, of an adventure. Right, for their own narrative. All right, Jeff, hang on for one second. I just want to reintroduce you to our listeners. If you're just tuning in, Robert and I are speaking with Emmy-winning host Jeff Corwin, and we're catching up with him about his adventure travels on the Saturday morning TV show on ABC TV, Ocean Treks. All right, so, you know, Jeff, the last time you were here with Mary and May, well, you got a lot going on there. We caught up with you. You were in New Zealand, I think I recall. You were about to board yes. a helicopter to go you know, explore a volcano. Yeah. <laughs> but during that conversation, you mentioned to us that Ocean Treks had enabled you to go to, for example, Montenegro, which you loved, and then to Croatia. So I'm curious, now that you're back, any place that you've gone since then for the first time that really sticks out to you? Absolutely, and I think what's great about this series is that I am exploring these places that I typically would not do on a nature conservation series. So we're getting a lot of cultural places, which um, I'm truly enjoying. So my family and I, we went to, and that's something else that we're doing a little differently on this season, here and there. You have um, your family involved. A lot. I'm bringing that. my family yeah. along. Yeah. So my family came with me to Japan, and we had an incredible adventure. And I, I, I understand Japan, that's a great example. I understand Japan. You actually encountered something that had eluded you for 20 years. Do you want to share that? It is, yeah. The giant, at uh, 50 years. 50 <laughs> The years. giant Japanese salamander. It's a, a creature that has kind of been the fodder of folklore in Japan for thousands of years. And um, the J Japanese government was very excited that we were coming over and gave us special permits to work with their top salamander scientists. So I was one of the first... Westerners to be able to have a hands-on scientific conservation experience with this incredible creature. And, and food stuff. We just came from um, Naples, where we dived in underwater uh, sunken city. We uh, searched for truffles in the mountains yeah. we, with a, you know, a truffle hunter. And we, in Venice, we worked with a, you know, a chef that I've always admired, and we blew glass in one of the oldest houses blowing uh, centers for glass in Murano. So we've been having, we were just in Iceland. So, so know, what was that puffins. like? Well, I mean, with, uh, the, the Murano glass, that must have been interesting. I mean, well, all of this stuff. I, I love Venice, but you know, the only time I go to Venice is when, when I'm, you know, every four or five years on a vacation. Right. So to be able to do an episode there, and my wife came over for that episode, and we just it's my wife's favorite city. She actually did her PhD there <laughs> on, on the on the history and culture of that part of the world. So for her, she has knows the backstory of Venice very well. So when we were not filming, we could have our own incredible adventure on top of the adventure we were making for the TV series. Jeff, are you able to talk at all about the Ocean Treks adventure that's going on on some of these cruise ships? Um, we were reading about, I guess, some onboard digital scavenger hunt. Is that actually going on yet, or has that not started? Yeah, we're developing okay. a whole digital multimedia experience with Carnival and the various uh, brands to kind of create this conduit to pull the cruiser in 
to not only entertain them, but to give them information that they can apply for a much more richer, robust adventure experience on their cruise. So we're just now in development of that, and we'll be uh, out there marketing that very, very soon. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, that okay. sounds like a it different It sounds like it's going to be really interactive for people. It Games is, definitely, and yeah. yeah. I'm curious uh, as well. We've got about a minute left right now in the interview. So when you were talking about some of the other places that you've been to, Mary and I, we've taken the show. We've been over in Iceland. We've certainly enjoyed our time there. What were you doing in Iceland? Well, we were doing everything. We're going out with a cod fishing boat. So, you know, on the series... We, we want, again, to inspire you to do something different, to get out there and explore. So, you know, people have a chance to do whale watching and all that sort of stuff. We wanted to get you to make that resource connection. We want out the cod fishermen to catch cod because cod is the most important economic resource for all of Iceland. Right. We work with the Icelandic horses and, and had that incredible experience. We worked on a puffin, Atlantic puffin bird conservation project mm-hmm. with this village that's trying to save these birds. So all these little great journeys that allow me to exercise my explorer muscles but at the same time bring it back as a stepping stone for our audience and potential cruiser to kind of lace together their own venture. So, Jeff, listen, uh, if you are listening to this and you're wondering where you can watch all of this, the show, again, it's Ocean Treks. You can see it on Saturday mornings on ABC TV. Jeff, we, again, we really appreciate you checking in with us. Nice to catch up with you. I'm glad you're having a good time with this, and enjoy the weekend, okay? Thank you very much. Thanks, appreciate Jeff. Appreciate that, Jeff. Thank okay, you. bye, guys. All right, Jeff Corwin, Mary. Yeah, he's Always fun. and a great show. Like I'd a, love to travel. A lot with him. of fun. We'd yeah, have a lot he, of fun he's with him. so much fun to travel yeah. with. Yep, all these I adventures. See you with those puffins in Iceland. Yeah, yeah oh, anyway. but there's something for everyone that yeah. he's doing. Yeah, there is. High adventure, right. you know, all kinds of stuff. Folks, a reminder to please connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at RM World Travel. We're going to take a quick break, but there is so much more ahead as the RM World Travel Express rolls on. Don't touch that channel. Rudy Max's World with the Carries phone lines are open 24-7 at 800-387-8025. And so is the website at RudyMaxa.com. We're back after these messages. If you struggle with sleep problems, you're going to want to check out MyPillow. MyPillow is designed to give you the exact support you need regardless of your sleep position. It has a patented fill. It's made in the USA. They offer a 10-year warranty with a 60-day money-back guarantee, and you can even wash it and dry it. Right now, they've got a great deal. Get 50% off two MyPillow premium pillows, two go-anywhere MyPillows that are perfect for travel. To get in on this special four-pack deal, go to MyPillow.com, click on Radio Listeners, enter promo code RUDY, or visit rmworldtravel.com under Sponsors. Travel Pro Luggage is what we use, and it's the best. Rudy likes the Max Light 4, their lightest collection, with carry-ons weighing just under 6 pounds. Robert and I travel with Travel Pro's Platinum Magna 2 Series that contains the patented MagnaTrack wheel system, power scope handle, and contour grip spinners. Even their Cruise Series is outstanding. Travel Pro is the choice of flight crews and frequent travelers, so get yours at Macy's, Amazon, eBags, and top luggage specialty retailers. You can also visit TravelPro.com or RMWorldTravel.com under sponsors. Our 
phone lines are always open at 800-387-8025. And stay connected with the program at RudyMaxa.com. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World with the Carries. Nice to have you here. I'd like to welcome a new sponsor, Link AKC. And this portion of the program is sponsored by LinkAKC.com. And we call your we call attention of all dog owners and lovers out there in the RM World Travel family. This is a fun new product that's a must-have. It's an excellent new dog collar called Link AKC, the initials AKC. And believe me, it's so much more than just a collar. It's backed by the American Kennel Club. The Link AKC collar is a GPS locator, fitness activity tracker, and smartphone app all rolled into one. Think about it. With a GPS locator, now you'll always know where your dog is. Has your dog gotten out of the yard? Did the dog walker go where you asked them to go? You can see exactly where your dog is at all times right on the app. It's complete peace of mind. And how much fun is the activity and wellness tracker? It doesn't matter how old your dog is, if it's a pure breed or a mix, Link AKC shows the exact amount of activity every dog needs. Don't you wish your fitness bands for people did that? It's easy to set up. There's a size for every dog, and it's super comfortable. Link AKC looks great, too. So now you'll have a cool fashion piece to share photos of your dog with on with on your social media and keeping your dog safe happy and healthy just got a lot easier thanks to this special offer from link akc just go to linkakc.com, use the promo code rudy r-u-d-y to save 30 percent on your order plus get free shipping that's promo code rudy to save 30 percent on your order with free shipping at linkakc.com. all one word linkakc.com. or you can find a link speaking of links at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors we talked last week uh, we were in answer to a reader's question in the last week or two about traveling solo. Uh, Tam Warner Minton is a travel blogger, a writer, and a photographer for her own website called travelswithtam.com. And she's a specialist in solo travel, um, and she's been doing it for several years. In her past life, she was a travel agent. We welcome her to the show because, Tam, I understand you think that solo travel is, is good for the it's, – it's healthy making. It's good for the soul. Why I believe is it is. What, Absolutely. How so? Well, I think that traveling solo amplifies the various benefits of travel itself. And, you know, I'm not talking about going to an all-inclusive resort. I mean, that's a vacation, but it's not real travel. It's not getting out into the customs and flow of what's going on around you, eating in local restaurants, and seeing the manner that people do things in. Um, that, that is true. All-inclusives don't yeah. promise that, yes. Exactly. And you'll be so, the only single person at an all-inclusive resort, too, by the way. I think so. <laughs> Probably so. But, I mean, traveling solo, you have to make your own decisions. You do what you want to do when you want to do it, and you're responsible for solving any problems that come up. So you're completely out of your comfort zone, which means that you're really on your toes because you have to pay attention to what's going on around you. Mm-hmm. And I think that it, offer, it offers the opportunity, you know, to stretch yourself and to grow. There's always time for comfort, but I think there's also time for growth and challenge or you'll stagnate. Now, what um, does your husband think about this? My husband is absolutely fine with it. A lot of the, the travel that I do has been um, – citizen science trips, not all of them, but a lot of them are. And those are trips that, you know, he's not interested in. And What, what um, is a citizen science trip? Well, it's when you volunteer <laughs> to go on a trip and do some kind of volunteer work. I'm an avid scuba diver, so my citizen science always includes um, the ocean, 
and ocean animals. And what might you do on a citizen science trip in the ocean? Well, you dive. Um, yes. I take ID photographs, identification photographs of animals like a manta ray or a whale shark or a turtle or a whale. And we put those in a database. And they can track the animal that way. Ah, um, okay. You also observe if the animal has any cuts or if it's, you know, been bitten. So you, you, your observations really help their science in researching how these animals, you know, survive and, and where they go. Let's get back to solo travel. What yeah. advice do you give someone who is trepidatious, who's a little afraid of taking a, a trip on their own? What do you tell them to prepare uh, for? What do you tell them to expect? What do you tell them to watch out for? Well, I think that if you are a little afraid, that's probably the best reason to do it. Um, we fear what we don't understand, and I think that travel educates. And if you really want to try this, even if you're scared, my advice is to book the trip. Book it. I'd go with and that. And then, yes, exactly. I mean, if you book it, then you can start preparing for the trip You instead of making, oh, should I go, should I not go? Yes, you should definitely go. And in the 30 seconds we have left, is there one piece of advice you tell them on the road? Just, you know, watch them, watch what's around you and be sure and talk to people and enjoy the culture where you are. Well, there you go. I just, I'd underline talk to people. I mean, go ahead. Go ahead and talk to people. Come up to people Absolutely. in the cafe you know, and see and, and make some friends. Tam, uh, I know your, your blog and your website has some ideas on that. And that website is Travels with Tam. That's simply T-A-M, travelswithtam.com. Uh, Tam Warner-Mittens, travel blogger, writer, photographer, thanks, and uh, scuba diver. Thank you, Tam, for stopping in. Thank you. We'll be right back when we come back. Robert and Mary and I are going to answer some of your email questions about travel. You're in Rudy Max's World of the Carries. Nice to have you in the house this weekend. Hope you're here every weekend, but nice to have you today. We'll be back in a moment. Join Rudy Max's World with the Carries by calling 800-387-8025. Access the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. We'll be right back. Not available in all states. Hey, Carl, how is it you're always golfing? I thought you owned a business. <laughs> I own a recent Irby's robot franchise, Bob. Uh, robots? What do they do? They serve seven flavors of delicious frozen yogurt in just 60 seconds with a choice of six tasty toppings. Well, I've got robots in malls, movie theaters, and hospitals, and the franchisers secured these locations for me. Sounds so easy. Yep. Managing my robots is simple. Each takes about eh, two hours of maintenance a week, leaving me plenty of time to practice my short game. Oh, nice shot. Looks like I need to get some Reese and Irby's robots. Easiest employees you'll ever have. Just go to frailfranchising.com. Reese and Irby's will supply everything you need. They even secure you high-traffic locations. Hey, where are you going? To learn more about a Reese and Irby's franchise opportunity. To learn more about your Reese and Irby's Froyo robot franchise opportunity, go now to froyofranchising.com and use promo code 2828. Froyofranchising.com, promo code 2828. That's froyofranchising.com, promo code 2828. And I'm Jerry Rice saying so long from San Francisco. Thank goodness. Oh, these overtime games are just killing my back. You should try the patch. The patch? The Tiger Bomb patch. It's a blend of essential oils that goes deep into aching muscles and joints for fast, soothing pain relief. 
I go for Tiger Balm after every game. What every armchair quarterback needs, proven pain relief. And a good wide receiver. You don't know any, do you? Roar back from pain with Tiger Balm. It works where it hurts. Welcome to A Dash of Salt, where we debunk myths and shake up what you think you know about salt. Myth number one comes from KDP. Um, salt is bad for everyone on the planet, and no one even needs that, because, like, I read that on a blog. Okay, let's shake it up. Here's the truth. Everyone needs salt. Like we need water, salt is essential to human life. It can help keep our muscles strong and brain running smoothly. In fact, it's actually one of the nutrients that makes every cell in your body function. And that's pretty important, right, Katie? Um, I guess. Everything's better with a little salt. Find out more at a littlesalt.org. As a small business owner, you make every dollar count. So what could you do with $10? Go to Vistaprint.com today and you'll get 500 high-quality custom business cards for only $9.99. That's less than two cents per card. And at Vistaprint, your satisfaction is absolutely guaranteed. So it's never been easier to turn 500 strangers into connections. Just visit Vistaprint.com and use promo code 1313 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 1313. Do you think identity theft is only when someone adds charges to your credit card? It's actually when someone pretends to be you to open new accounts in your name. LifeLock can help. They use proprietary technology to alert you to a range of identity threats. If you have a problem, they have a team of U.S.-based specialists who will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. Membership starts at $9.99 a month plus applicable taxes. Go to LifeLock.com, use promo code RUDY and get 10% off or visit RudyMaxa.com under sponsors. Get out the map, get out the map, and lay your finger anywhere down. To participate in the program, call anytime at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Once again, you're in Rudy Maxa's world with the carries. And welcome back to your RM World Travel Connection, everyone. We appreciate you being here with Mary, Rudy, and me. We couldn't get to them all last week, so for segment four this hour, we're going to answer some more of your emails. And if you do have a travel question or a comment or you want to share a travel experience with us, just message us on Facebook or Twitter at RM World Travel. Uh, you can also send us an email through the Contact Us button at rmworldtravel.com. So before we get to a few emails, this portion of the program is sponsored by Travel Pro Luggage. It is, and whether it's their Max Light series that Rudy travels with, or the Platinum Magnet 2 series that Robert and I travel with, or their popular cruise series line, Travel Pro is the choice of flight crews and frequent travelers, and they stand behind their products with lifetime warranties. They do, and regardless of wherever your next destination is, having good, dependable luggage, it's so important when you travel. So if you're in the market for new luggage or you're looking for a perfect gift, look no further than Travel Pro Luggage. You can check them out at TravelPro.com for all their retailers or find a link, as always, at rmworldtravel.com under sponsors. All right. Here's our first email. It's from Wayne, who listens in State College, PA, via our affiliate AMFM WBLF. He's asking, we're going on a two-week trip through the Middle East for the holidays. What precautions should we be taking? Well, Wayne... A good place to start is the U.S. State Department's website, travel.state.gov, or you can just Google it. You'll find alerts, warnings, and other helpful info, and a bevy of information to safeguard your travels. Rudy, what do you think? Well, gee, I wish I knew what countries he was thinking about traveling through. I mean, there's a big difference between, you know, I mean, the Middle East includes Egypt, Libya, you know, Iraq, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Yemen, I mean, technically. But uh, uh, I would say the safest country would be Israel. Jordan, I think, would be a very safe country. Uh, Egypt. Uh, Egypt is, I mean, I'd go to Egypt, but there are travel warnings out about Egypt, and there is, you know, there's some unrest there. 
Um, you can't get in Turkey. Well, we don't call that the Middle East, I guess. Uh, but it really depends what country you're going to. But I think look at those State Department warnings and uh, don't go someplace that uh, other people aren't going to. That's good advice. All right. So next, it's Layla, who listens to the Travel Trio on AM870 KRLA in Los Angeles. Our second question, actually, in two weeks from L.A., so thank you. Her question is, what do you all think is the single best country to visit in 2018? We're trying to think of places to go. Well, I, I could go to so many places, Mary, but what do you think? Well, that's a tough one to answer, Layla. but I will tell Layla where I would like to go within the next two years. I would like to go to Estonia. Uh, I have in Estonia. It's a Baltic state in Northern Europe. It's a compact country. It's good value for visitors. Uh, The capital city, Tallinn, is it's a fusion of skyscrapers, but you've got the medieval architecture. Um, And they are actually celebrating their 100th anniversary of their emergence of their statehood next year. And uh, those celebrations will be going on through 2020. So I think that's a great time to go. They're proud of their country, and uh, they'll have all kinds of festivities and celebrations. Okay. Uh, Rudy, anything real quick? Boy, I I hadn't thought of Estonia, but I love Estonia. I've uh, I've got a show on that on the DVD, which you can Mm -hmm. pick up. Um, And uh, I would get uh, Tallinn is a pretty town. I mean, beautifully uh, preserved. I would get out in the countryside as well, too. I mean, don't just stay in Tallinn. Um, I was thinking of Croatia, um, uh, across from Italy, across the Mediterranean, uh, from Italy, and it's a long country, and you probably know Dubrovnik, which is in the furthest, the sub- most southernmost part. Big cruise ship destination. It gets crowded during the day from cruise ships. I'd give it a day to walk through. You see the marble, si- marble streets. It's quite interesting. But I'd go up north. There's just a scattering of hundreds of islands uh, further north in Croatia, and they so, are gorgeous. So we've got Did a little Estonia, research on it, but I'd put Croatia on my top of my Estonia list. Estonia and Croatia, and don't forget about our country as well, I would say. So finally, our third question is from Jody, who listens on AMFMWSRQ in Sarasota, Florida. Her question is, any suggestions for the best way off-the-beaten-path accommodations can get noticed in the sea of big luxury hotel brands? Well, Jody... Mary and I attended a major travel industry event a few weeks ago here in New York City. We had a chance to engage the folks from Vacasa. Uh, This is a higher-end competitor to Airbnb, so check them out at vacasa.com. I know we have our producers working on trying to uh, get their CEO on the show coming up. And from what we're told, it's pretty simple to list your properties. Mary, any thoughts? Uh, Well, Jody, I would work through local chambers, local CVBs, your state's travel and tourism office. Maybe there are some trade organizations that hold conventions or events in your area and make sure your location is on that list of accommodations given to attendees. Um, Because if they come and they enjoy themselves, they're likely to recommend uh, you to others. So that's my suggestion. Yeah, you know, you know, I have to tell you, the three of us, we, we never have enough time for all these. Uh, we're going to just have to like do a longer segment, I think, going forward. But Rudy, any quick thoughts for... for uh, well, I, I think social media is the best friend and your website is the best friend for small brands. I mean, you know, you can have a website that looks just as good as Hilton's website or Marriott's website. Um, but unless somebody sees it, and that's where social media comes in, you know, no one, no one will hear the tree fall in the forest. So I would work real hard by posting pictures of Instagram of not just your property, because that gets a little boring, but the area around your property. And of course, have your Facebook page and your Twitter feed, et cetera. Drive them to that website. All right. So thank you, Wayne, Layla, and Jody, for your questions today. Music's here, so you're listening to Rudy Max's World of Carries. Connect Segment 5 America's is next. Don't touch that channel. Travel radio show by calling 800-387-8025 or check in anytime at RudyMaxa.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
To connect with the program, call 800-387-8025 or visit the show online at rudymaxa.com. Welcome back to America's number one travel radio show. And this portion of the program is sponsored by RedlandCotton.com. Well, our audience continues to buy happily from Redland Cotton, and Mary Robert and I thank all of you who have purchased from this family-owned American company. Together, we're making such a positive impact on their business and helping them expand to offer additional lines of sheet sets, duvets, shams, and they're now also offering a line of luxurious Redland Cotton bath towels you need to check out. They're the only two-ply towels made in the U.S., Today, when we walk into a store or even shop online, we can find almost all kinds of sheets and linens, but most are made overseas, and almost all the materials are made overseas. Redland Cotton products are 100% made in America with all American materials. You can check out their entire collection of products at redlandcotton.com. That's redlandcotton.com, or you can find the link, as always, at rmworldtravel.com by looking under Sponsors. My next guest has got a new book. We call this The Right Stuff. This segment, The Right Stuff. He's the author of a book called A Taste of Paris, A History of the Parisian Love Affair with Food. His name is David Downey, and he's a native San Franciscan, but he moved to Paris in the mid-'80s, and he spends a lot of time traveling between there and France and Italy. His wife and he own a, custom, a, a tour company called Paris Paris Tours, which offers custom walking tours of Paris and Burgundy, Rome, and the Italian Riviera, and he's written other books on France. Now, David, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here. Thank you. It's great to be back on. All right. I'm going to start out as devil's advocate. I've been to Paris twice this year so far, and both times from friends who live there, expats in one case, locals in another, they said Paris is over. You know, it's, it used to be you couldn't get bad food anywhere. Now it's everywhere. The tourists have ruined it. Um, you talk, Your book's called A History of Parisian Love Affair with Food. I hope you're not suggesting it's over as they are. No, I don't think so. I think you just have to take the time and look and, and uh, uh, get off the beaten path avoid the tourist traps. I mean, let's be real. Paris is practically the number one tourist destination in terms of a city um, in the world. It gets, it is. Uh, you know, I don't have the exact numbers. I don't think anyone has them, but it's some horrendously huge number of tourists, like uh, 50, 60, 70 million per year. Um, you're going to have lots of tourist traps. And um, I will not uh, tell you that you cannot eat badly in Paris. You can eat very badly, but also in Rome and New York and London and Shanghai and everywhere else, as you know. And you can also eat wonderfully. Um, you just have to go where the Parisians go to um, borrow. Oh, okay, so let me ask you. Your book's a history of the Parisian love affair with food. Why did Why did France become known as a capital of gourmand, uh, gourmands before, say, I don't know, any other city? Um, I think, if, well, it's a 2,000-year history. You have to go back to ancient Rome. Paris is an ancient Roman city, as most people realize. Uh, but it also then became the seat of the French aristocracy and the uh, court, before the court moved to Versailles, but Versailles is really kind of a suburb of Paris. So mm -hmm. you had the money, basically. It boils down to um, the court and uh, all the talent that was drawn there and the money. And then you had the explosion of uh, what they called the cuisine bourgeoise, uh, meaning for you know middle class and upper middle class cooks. And that started just before the French Revolution in the 18th century, and then you had the revolution and the explosion of the modern restaurant. The, the and they were demanding the best. And the French, it was invented there. Yeah, and the French were demanding the best before the rest of us were. 
Uh, basically, that's correct, yeah. They had a food culture that went way, way back, and it was preserved there uh, probably more than anywhere else. Uh, the, the, the ancient Romans had extremely sophisticated cooking, and um, it, it lived on in France. And uh, really under Louis XIV, the Sun King, things <clears throat> exploded, and you had the, the birth of, of French cuisine. So we're talking about 350 years of tradition. Greatness. <laughs> really quickly, because it's a short segment, David, I'm, I'm terribly sorry to uh, keep it this short, but but what do you tell friends who say, okay, how do I find a good restaurant? Because I have chefs who, some believe in Michelin-starred restaurants, they like one star better than three stars. How do you know where to eat if you only have a week in Paris or four days in Paris? Um, well, Michelin is still a reliable guide but I personally prefer the lower-end, non-starred restaurants. Uh, I do not go in for the two- and three-star temples of gastronomy. Uh, they're hideously expensive, and they're very uh, formal and kind of archaic. Uh, if you want to eat uh, in, in this kind of fussy manner, then definitely go to them. The, the chefs are incredibly talented. But I use their unstarred restaurants, uh, and that's a that's a good quick shortcut. Um, the other way is to uh, just go out and explore and look where the Parisians are going uh, off the beaten track in the outer arrondissement, for example. Uh, yeah. That's that's another great way to do it. David, I couldn't agree with you more. I totally agree with you. Do not get lured by three Michelin or two Michelin stars. I mean, it's a treat now and then, but there's some darn good eating in there. Other restaurants of distinction. David Downey is the author of a new book. It's called A Taste of Paris, A History of the Parisian Love Affair with Food. If you are a Francophile or would like to be a Francophile, it's a volume to pick up. David, thanks for joining us. Been great. Thank you. We are coming to the end of hour one. If your station's leaving us uh, for not and not broadcasting hour two, uh, call them up and ask them why. We'll be back with hour two after about a six minute break. Don't go away. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World with the Carries, America's number one travel radio show on the SSI Radio Network.